Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Hey everyone, welcome to a super fun episode of the Real Story Podcast. Uh, a lot of you know that this podcast started off as one thing and is kind of morphed into another. I want it to be a place where I definitely talk about writing and the business of publishing and the work that I do, but I've also simultaneously the last few years been on a pretty intensive healing journey. And so I want to talk about the stuff that I love. I love crystals and oracle decks and breathwork journeys and movement and sound healing and microdosing and a million different things, cold and hot therapy, all of the fun, fun things. Well, they're not all fun. I'm going to talk about some stuff that's not been so fun, but all of the things that really take us back to ourselves, a way where we can come home to ourselves. And I have been very vocal about this journey that I've been on that has, you know, really started with self when doing like little retreats and things like that, and then gotten very deep into ancestral healing and some trance-like states and breathwork journeys and visualization and meditation and diving deeper. And I've talked several times on this podcast now about my work with Emily Rizowski. We worked on her book proposal at the same exact time that I went through her program and her book, um, which is tentatively titled The Self-Love War, really gets to the root of all of our issues and it all goes back to control. We are, <laughs> pun intended, controlled by these control-based entities that keep us stuck, that keep pain in our body, that keep us stagnant, that keep us from moving forward, that keep us in our comfort zones. And it also really keeps us from self-love. And I think self-love is a term that's kind of really trendy and just kind of is total bullshit, if I'm being honest. You know, self-love doesn't mean like going and taking a bath at the end of the day. Self-love is work. Um, and it is absolutely critical to living in your own highest vibration. So with this work that we've been doing, I have learned that I for my 41 years on earth have lived in a space of conditional love. If you are a good student, if you accomplish, if you do what you're told, if you're a good girl, then you will get X, Y, and Z. You will get my love. You will get validation. You will stroke your ego. You will do all of these different things and you will receive all of these different things because of what you do, not because of who you are. And I have been working mercilessly to undo and unravel a lot of that, which has been pretty challenging. But I never really understood that the way that the cycle goes is conditional love, moving into self-love that then moves into that universal divine love, which so many of us are completely, completely 
removed from. So in my six-week work uh, with her, actually, we added on three sessions, so it's really nine weeks, but we really started to unravel all of this conditional love, and I got to a place where I am now choosing myself instead of my comfort zone, which is in the doing. So self-love really comes from all these micro shifts. So I've had a few weeks where instead of doing a day of client calls on, on days where my clients actually were totally caught up, they did not need those coaching calls, that I have instead put the phone away and gone on a two-hour hike and communed in nature. And, and one of the, the biggest shifts for me is in and getting to that divine love is actually increasing my intimacy with nature, um, spending time really, really entrenching myself amongst the trees and the plants and the water and the earth, which is my religion. I am not someone who subscribes to organized religion. I find it um, very conditional, like again, entrenched in that conditional love and very um, exclusionary of women, uh, when in fact... Um, Oh, it's so much fun to dive into this and I won't I won't go off on too big of a tangent, but there is an amazing book that really talks about how at the dawn of time it was goddesses that were revered. It was women, it was Gaia, it was all of these feminine deities and that just got rewritten when organized religion came into play. So for me in my life, I am trying to get back to that femininity and to that power and balance. And for me, that that is starting with self-love and making what Emily calls um, are as these micro shifts in the moment. So when I am called to work a little bit more or check out or not do something that's nourishing to really stop and ask myself how I feel, what do I need, etc. And that sounds very, very simple. But it's, it's challenging because it is rubbing up against control. Control has ruled my life. It has ruled what I put into my body. It has ruled how I move my body. It has ruled who I share my body with. It has ruled who I spend my time with, how I show up in the world. And I just had no idea how chained and <laughs> imprisoned, I really was to control. And so I'm really shedding a lot of that. But I, I've talked about this as well. You know, the beginning of this year has been a little bit of a shit show for me. It's been very challenging. But you know, on January 1st, my studio burned, my writing studio had a fire. And then from that moment, up until just a few days ago, I have not slept a single night. Now, if you are someone with insomnia, I have more empathy for you than most because I've never been a great sleeper, but I'm talking waking at least 50 to 100 times a night, hovering above sleep, having on in the pockets that I do sleep, having the wildest, most vivid dreams of my life. And I talked to a few people about it and they're like, oh, it's your, it's your Kundalini rising, um, which is, you know, kind of an awakening um, and that I'm really, really breaking through and moving through something. But during those weeks where I could not sleep, I mean, I, I was in the depths of depression and 
so down and so dark, uh, darker probably than I've ever been in my life and just desperate, desperate to feel better. So during our seventh session with Emily, I mean, again, I was dragging. I was so upset. I was just beside myself. Like if I don't sleep, I feel like I'm going to die. Like that's how dramatic I felt about it. Um, and I was telling her how I was feeling and that I felt like there was just this like snake slithering in my body that just was desperate to get out and it couldn't get out and it was trapped and just, just again, just very feeling very, very dark. And she was like, okay, I know what to do. Um, and also we talked a lot about that awakening and the Kundalini rising, but she said, we're going to do some vocal toning. And I was like, okay. So I have done a few different podcasts, um, talking about the power of sound. So sound baths, which I love. And then primal screaming. I've talked about that as well, using your voice. Now, the thing with primal screaming, though, is like you don't always feel like screaming and you can't always scream. And it's it's a very like aggressive release. And that's not always what any of us needs or craves. And breath work, you know, is huge. And that's using your voice in some capacity. But she's like, we're going to pay attention to your chakras. And so she had me place my hands on my um, sacral area, so below my belly, and we would take a deep breath in through our noses and out through our mouths and in through the nose and then make a sound and repeat that three times. And my voice was just so strong and dying to come out. And again, right before we started this, felt like shit, horrible, just wanted to go to sleep, wanted to curl up in a ball, whatever. So we do the sacral and then we move up to my throat and I have to, you know, touch that part of my body. So I'm touching my throat, do the same thing, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, and then make a sound. And then we moved up to my crown and I would tap the crown of my head and repeat the same pattern. And I swear to God, I had spent, you know, almost a month feeling in the depths of darkness. And within three to four minutes, I felt whatever that was inside of me vanish, disappear, dissolve. It's the first time in my life I physically felt something leave my body and I opened my eyes and I felt like a different human and I felt like a different human ever since. And I could not believe that just paying attention to my chakras and using my voice in a specific way moved the energy up and out of my body. And that is something that we just forget about all the time. We are energy. If you are not moving these emotions and the stress and the good stuff even up and out of your body and your chakras are blocked, whether you believe in chakras or not, we are energy. And if energy gets stuck, you're not going to feel great. So for me, it's very important to kind of keep that moving. So from that moment, I have been doing vocal toning every morning. And the irony here is I'm working on another client's cookbook called the Glow Up Chakra Cookbook, which is a cookbook for your chakras. It's amazing. But she, the author, had the sound, the appropriate sound for each of the chakras. So you can make a sound while tuning into one of the seven chakras. So I decided rather than just focus on the three chakras that Emily and I focused on that every morning I was going to focus on all seven. If I felt 
if I felt called to. This is not like you have to do this or else. But I'm telling you, this one simple exercise has made me feel more energetic, more alive. I'm finally, finally sleeping. And I feel like a different human. And it's the only thing that I have done differently. The only thing. Um, and before I kind of go into explaining how to do this, I did have one, one other insane experience, which I feel like is kind of part of this awakening and that, you know, we did that session. I immediately went on a hike and was just like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, I feel human again. And <clears throat> a few nights later, I just like, I had that surge and then I really started to feel almost like I was on the verge of coming down with something, but I wasn't, I, I didn't get sick or anything, but I just felt again, like, oh man, there is something that is trying to release up and out of my body. So a few nights later, you know, I, I'd been kind of doing all of this and I went to go to sleep and I, again, couldn't sleep yet. <laughs> and I had the weirdest, like, kind of dry, like a little bit of a dry cough, but just during this one part during the night and I wasn't asleep, but I saw this like black, like cloud sticky thing, like coming, trying to come up and out of my lungs and into the air. And I was having all of these crazy visions and just weird, weird shit. And I'm not someone who I don't get a lot of visions. I don't see, you know, a lot of colors and like awesome things, but I think that's because partly my crown chakra has been closed and it's so important to have that open. But I felt like that last bit of like sticky control, really trying to drag me back to my old life, like got up and out of my body. And ever since that night, I have slept and felt like a different human. So Vocal toning. This is what I do in the mornings. So, you know, I went on this silent retreat. I have been meditating every morning since then and really just aiming for 50 slow breaths. First thing in the morning, you know, I don't have my studio to go to. So I go into my garage, which is converted into a gym, sit on my meditation pillow, close my eyes. And I do, you know, it's really about inhale for five, exhale for five out of my nose for 50 breaths. And that's how I start my day. Then I've added in this vocal toning, and this is gonna sound crazy, but I don't really give a shit. So it's so important, please try it, it is so good. I have all of the sounds in the show notes if you can't remember what they are. So your root chakra, this is where you start. So you start down at your root, which is really like, you can't really touch it too easily without being inappropriate, but it's almost like the base of your spine um, is where you wanna think about your root, um, kind of like genital region. And that sound for that chakra is an uh sound, a very deep U-H sound. So uh, like, so if you're going to breathe in, you would go, uh, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but you just let that sound kind of go up and down and, and whatever it's going to do. And you repeat that three times. Okay. Then you're gonna move up to your sacral area, which is right below your belly button. And I like to just kind of press my hands there. And then this sound is an ooh sound. So you breathe in through your nose. So I like to breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth once, 
then breathe in through my nose, and then you let the sound out three times. So, ooh, and then you breathe in again through your nose, and then out, and you let it go as long as you want. And it can be lower than that, higher than that. Clearly, I'm not a singer. I am not on pitch. Again, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just about getting that energy out of your body. So that's your sacral. So you have your root, which is uh, your sacral, which is ooh, and then your solar plexus. So you're going to move your hands up to kind of above your belly button and kind of press firmly. And this is an O sound. Okay. So again, you breathe in, breathe out, then O. And just let it, you know, go three times. Then you move up to your heart. So I find that my lower, three lower chakras are harder. Like you can hear my voice like is struggling to actually make sound. It's very interesting. But when I get up to my heart, you can either press your hands over your heart or you can start lightly tapping on your chest. So tapping is a wonderful, wonderful tool to kind of calm you down and open you up. But this sound is going to be an ah sound, which is a little bit more, I feel like that's a little easier to make that sound. So breathing in, breathing out, breathing in. Ah. So you'll make the nice ah sound. Do that for three rounds. Then you slide on up to your throat chakra. So you can just kind of rest one hand on the front of your throat. And this is going to be an E sound. So an E-Y-E-E -E sound, however you want to make that sound, but it's going to be a little bit higher. He Do that for three times. Then you are going to go to your third eye chakra. And I like to tap on mine. So this is right between your eyebrows. And I just tap, 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 tap. And this is an I sound. So A-Y-Y-Y-Y-Y sound. I do that three times and then finishing with the crown. I like to tap on my crown, which again is the top of your head. And this is also an E sound, but just E, 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 E. And it can be as high or as low as you want. E and let it go as long as you want. Um, so the, eye, the throat, the third eye and the crown kind of sounds similar. Um, but I swear to you, and it's like most religions who chant, chanting first thing in the morning. I mean, I have a tattoo on my fingers that is Sata Nama. It is a Kundalini chant, which means infinity, life, death, and rebirth. Chanting first thing in the morning, using your, your voice and moving that energy while tuning into your chakras is I'm telling you, I have never instantaneously felt a shift the way I did with this and the way I continue to. It is so easy to access. You can do it at any time of day. It's not like you have to do it in the morning. Um, I find it even more invigorating than like working out, which is crazy, but it is moving that old stagnant energy and getting it up and out of your body. Um, vocal toning and using your voice in different ways other than talking. Our voices were made to sing. They were made to breathe. They were made to do all, um, well, actually your mouth was not made to breathe. Um, <laughs> that is wrong. Your nose was made to breathe. But we often forget that traditionally 
eons and eons ago, I mean, people would sit around and they would sing, they would use their voices. And we just, unless you are a singer, you don't really use your voice like that. And when your chakras are all blocked or misaligned, again, whether you believe in that or not, there is such magic that happens when everything is open and aligned. So if you have been feeling down, sad, stuck, stagnant, like I was for weeks and weeks and weeks, try this vocal toning. I swear to you, don't worry about how you look. Don't worry about how you sound. It is so worth it for that peace of mind and the energizing that happens and the clarity that happens. Again, all of those specific sounds are in the show notes. Let me know if you give it a try or let me know if you have tried vocal toning, what you think about it. And if you think I'm crazy or not, (laughs) I think you will love it. Try it out as always. Can't wait to hear what you think. Always feel free to email podcast at rightwayco.com. Until next week. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.